This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Hamilton City Council is holding a by-election in Hamilton East following the death of Councillor Margaret Forsyth. The aim of this program, taking place each Wednesday between now and the 11th of August, is to allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. The key ground rule is the candidates are allowed a maximum of 15 minutes to answer my questions. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews, Christopher Manson. Thanks for having me. Tell us about your background. My background? Um, yeah, raised in uh, South Hamilton, kid from Melville, and uh, at the moment I study at the university, studying sociology and political science, and yeah, really excited to be running. Why have you decided to stand in the council by-election for Hamilton East? Uh, mostly good timing. I saw the... Um, the notification in the middle of semester break and I figured this is my last semester um, always good to have a backup plan for when I graduate um, and I figured what better place than the council. Have you always been particularly interested in sociology and politics over uh, sort of your late teens and your 20s? Yeah probably even before then because uh, I was mm, 12 when the 08 financial, cri uh, financial crisis happened and the impacts from that were pretty eye-opening, um, especially in a school like Malville because of, you know, the deprivation area and things like that. Um, and a lot of people were losing jobs. There was a lot of uncertainty. And it wasn't difficult to see what was going on and ask why. Sort of what is the, the larger issues at play here? So, uh, yeah, it took me a while to get into it because I was working for a few years after high school. Um, but I met some really good people in my early 20s and got me on. So you would have had a first-hand perspective of how the economic recession affected uh, the south of Hamilton, and that is what you've... That sounds like that's what you've sort of... Um, has really inspired you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because it, you know, some people found success as a result of the recession, but more people did not. Um, and yeah, what has the current council elected in twenty nineteen been doing well? Do you think? Uh, I'm sure there are things I've been doing well. Um, I think Hamilton's overall just been pretty consistent in recent years. Um, I remember meeting Andrew King once or twice and thinking uh, that he couldn't have put us on a worse path. So I see Paula Southgate as, as much as continuing to like build on, you know, kind of a shift I feel in Hamilton's culture. Um, but I only moved back here from Auckland a couple of years ago myself, so I haven't quite seen everything as well as I'd like to. But yeah, I'm I'm happy at the moment, yeah. What particularly dismayed you about what former Mayor Andrew King was doing 
finance uh, policy? Nothing in particular. I didn't mean to say that uh, I was upset with um, anything he was doing. Um, in the same way that I'm not upset with Paula Southgate for the same reasons, um, there are definitely things that everyone believes the council could be doing better. Um, and, uh, you know, in a post-COVID era for us in New Zealand, um, you know, what are our priorities going to be? And um, maybe looking at issues are better than, you know, specifically just doing things to pretty other place. Can you see the roles of council being different post-COVID? Because at the moment we're in the midst of COVID. Yeah. Post-COVID, do you think councils will have different roles and responsibilities to what they have before COVID? Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, the role of council isn't this black and white thing in our day-to-day lives. So it's the council can reposition itself and it can start to engage in different parts of the city. It can uh, build a momentum that is looking at far more um, equal treatment across the place. Because one thing from the 08 crisis was, you know, um, as families became poorer, the area became poorer. Um, and when you've got, say, Rotatuna growing, a lot of the capital ends up being spent there because that's where growth is happening, that's where people are moving. But then that is at the detriment to things like Melville and Glenview because there's no sort of upgrades to infrastructure happening at the same time. So in a sense, in a post-COVID world, it's no different to a pre-COVID world. Um, but at the same time, we have to recognise how New Zealand's role in general has changed. And so, you know, we can't rely on the same sort of day-to-day occurrences that we thought we could, you know, things like tourism. Uh, so we've got to be able to find ways of making sure that everyone's going to be looked after without, you know, thinking that we can just go back to what was before COVID. So that brings me to my next question. What decisions has the current council made that you have not been so happy with? I mean, it's probably really easy to point at something like the street initiative and be like, what a waste of money. But council decisions are usually made, you know, years in advance. So it's really difficult to be like, this is a bad thing that's happening without realising that that was something that was planned in a different environment. So maybe my biggest gripe with council right now would be that they haven't transitioned enough into what a post-COVID world might be. Yeah. Mm. So you are sort of viewing that, you know, with the likes of 10-year plans or annual plans that council is is planning ahead and they're making incremental changes Mm. as we go along. Mm -hmm. But... A policy carries through from uh, years ago. Yeah. Uh, so you're thinking there of um, of council staff significance, say, eh, as well as um, the councillors around the council table itself. Mm, perhaps, yeah. Uh, but the council is supposed to have the councillors are supposed to have a lot more oversight. Um, so 
are they cancelling projects responsibly sort of thing to save money for example or you know um what is if councillors are on the ground talking to people then what are the people saying has changed what do they see as needing improvement yeah Tell us your thoughts on the controversial Innovating Streets trial on Ross Trevor Street and Ward Street and the Hamilton CBD. Yeah, yeah, well, um, Ross Trevor, I like. I took a walk down there. I thought that at least incorporating more, say, activities into the area was a lot better than um, just putting up some seats and some planting boxes. But um, my personal opinion is that I don't like um, how we manage our streets anyway. So, I mean, this initiative was just sort of like, okay, yeah, didn't have much negative things to say. It is kind of nice that they put some colours down at least, but at the same time, it's kind of like, why couldn't you just dig up two sort of alleyways in it and then just plant a bunch of trees? Like, that's that's how I see it. So, yeah, I just would love to see better you know, like long-term sort of thinking about it. Like this, and like it looks great for a couple of years, but it's already getting muddy and dirty and things are already going to start like chipping away. So it's not really a long-term solution, is it? Yeah. You don't believe there should be uh, experimentation with um, with streetscapes, which was the idea that Waikakotahi NZTA had uh, given funding mm. to the council for? Yep, there should be. Which is why, you know, it's uh, like it is fine, sort of, but at the same time, it's I just would have done it differently. So I guess that's, yeah, how I see it. Mm, what way and what way in which could council have done it better? Yeah, um, not even planning to have roads go back through them. Oh, have cars, sorry, go back through the roads. Just completely cut it off. Be like, this is, from now on, not a road. This is what it's going to be. And over the next five years, we're going to see what happens with that space. And then from there, you can be like, cool, so we won't do that again, but we're going to keep that as it is because it is now like a part of the city's character. Or you can be like, you know, putting up temporary objects and just infrastructure for no good reason. Yeah. What are your priorities if you were to get a seat on council? Yeah. I say year a lot. Um, 14 months is the term from winning the by-election to next elections in October. So what's realistically possible in those 14 months? Next to nothing, right? You're not going to be able to change anything yourself. So when I was thinking about, you know, I should run on some policies, I was thinking to myself, so what's, you know, achievable without making it look like I'm only focused on winning again? Because quite a few people are so focused on winning and re-winning and re-winning, they will narrow a message to appeal to the most number of people without necessarily doing anything themselves. And that's not a healthy way to run the city. You know, that is how we get things like rates increases because no one's thinking about... We have 10-year plans, but that doesn't mean you can't be thinking 20 years in advance. So I would love to be improving, 
youth turnout to start with through education, but also um, making sure that the council is going to be on the ground for a week talking to people as it's part of their mandate anyway to be available at all times so where are they why aren't they setting up community meetings around the place town hall events why aren't they in parks with a a canopy and some flyers talking about what's currently going on what's coming up next so that people can give some sort of input not everyone can get to the public meetings that they have early in the morning you know students parents people working one, two, three jobs, they don't have the time to be engaging in the way the council wants people to engage. We should be going to them, not them to us. Just lastly, what are your, um, why should residents of Hamilton vote for you? Because hmm. I got enough smile. Um, uh, as far as I can see it, you can either vote in the same kinds of people and then, you know, have the same kinds of issues keep coming up, or you can vote in different kinds of people believing that they actually might have a perspective that's going to help. Thank you for coming on the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. Christopher Manson. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.